Welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Your weekly opportunity to tune in and listen to the best review team online, taking time out to chat with you and each other about everything lingerie. Our incredible team have reviewed over 6,000 products, so they know what they're talking about. Every week is different, from chatting about their favorite brands of hosiery to educating you about playing safe when delving into the world of kinkwear for the first time. So for open and frank talk on all topics surrounding the world of lingerie, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hi, I'm Scarlett Rose and welcome to Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Today I bring you episode 8 of Scarlett's Secrets. Here with me I have Erin Rose and Fairy Willow. Uh, I hope you checked out episode 7 because we started chatting there and have just too much to say. I will bring um, bring up that there is a trigger warning for this episode that we will be talking about body image and eating disorders. If that is um, not good for you then please join me again for the next episode uh, and if so then welcome to today's episode. Uh, for those that might not have seen uh, our last episode, would you both like to give a brief introduction of who you are, what you do, and your pronouns, please? Hi, I'm Erin Rose. I'm a model and performer doing anything from art nude all the way up to BDSM and full adult content. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. Is that everything? <laughs> sure. Hi, I'm Fairy Willow. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Uh, I am another presenter on Lingerie Lowdown and... Um, that's me. I'm a model. <laughs> awesome. And Scarlett, what are your pronouns? My, my pronouns are she, her, also. Nice. So today I would like to continue the discussion a little bit around um, modelling, what it's like to be a model, and things that we would like to share. I guess the kind of reality um, behind uh, what it's like to be a model that might be interesting to other models or photographers or creators yeah. of any kind. So the main kind of uh, topic for today is how your body becomes your brand mm -hmm. and how that can influence your connection to it. Um, for me personally, I have struggled for quite a number of years feeling any kind of ownership over my own body which sounds really strange but when uh when what I do is I model and people book me because of the way I look it can be really difficult to want to make changes to yeah. that mm -hmm. but be concerned about whether people might book me or have opinions on it for example uh I within the last year got my nipples pierced which for me was a huge thing it was part of a personal trauma journey and you know uh, feeling connected with my own body it wasn't at all to do with the work that I do and it was so beneficial for me to have that however I also got bombarded with people giving me their opinions on it such as how they really liked me before that and now I've gone and done this disgusting thing to my body they absolutely hate me and can't stand me and that kind of thing so I just wondered if um if you have any opinions on your brand oh and body. 
so those who have not seen a picture of me may not know that I am bald uh, by choice. Uh, I shave my head uh, and I have been doing so for about four years now. Uh, three years now. I've, what is time? Um, before that, especially because we talked about I came via acting, I uh, had long brown hair and I endeavoured to be as generic as possible so I could play as many potential roles as possible, which meant I never felt like I could dye my hair, I didn't feel like I could change the cut, I didn't feel like I could do anything, basically, and it got increasingly frustrating and I felt increasingly like my body wasn't for me, it was for other people who might hire me. Um, and so when I did the head shave originally, I was terrified that I was going to lose so much work and I was like, I might be damning my career by doing this, but I really want to for my own personal reasons. Um, and luckily for me, it mostly worked out fine. Uh, I did lose some photographers that I worked with before, but I also gained others who were into my new look. Um, but it wasn't easy. <laughs> Uh, and I do still have people commenting that they wish I hadn't shaved my hair, despite the fact that wigs exist and I do use them quite frequently. Yeah. How I mean, about you, Willow? Um, I think I have less experience of this because I have only been doing modelling for less than two years. Um, but, like, I usually have pink hair and that is how I like to look and that's fun for me um, but I also like doing a lot of spanking modelling and I think also the types of modelling I'm more interested in at the moment are like the quote-unquote light fetish kind of things which usually requires a kind of girl next door sort of look and usually they seem to want like natural hair colours and like that's fine but I do sometimes worry that I like could get more work mm -hmm. if I looked more boring and felt less me. I feel like it can be really <laughs> tempting to try and fit yourself into the box that you think people are trying to fill with you. Yeah. Like I was genuinely surprised that when I changed my box so to speak by yeah. like presenting myself differently that I found a new place to slot quite quickly and mm -hmm. it actually wasn't that bad and I was kind of like oh maybe you know all these cool alternative models weren't always the cool alternative models like some yeah. point previously they didn't have the tattoos or the piercings or whatever yeah um it's so easy to like look at someone as they are now and think that they've always been that way and that like oh they're so cool and confident and everyone yeah. must love them like as they are and like I think they all have exactly the same struggles that yeah. we have. Yeah I think it can be really hard to separate um, work from having a private life when you're in this kind of yeah. industry because I really love being a model and I want to um, be the kind of look that many people want and I want to be able to do that mm -hmm. but it would be great to go home at ideally yeah. five o'clock which is <laughs> never the case um and take that off yeah. and have a different life at home and that's just completely impossible yeah um I am debating cutting my hair short which is a very personal thing for me and not at all related to my work and I've had to wait 11 years now mm -hmm. until I'm finally at a stage where I'm like okay modeling is no longer my primary income and therefore maybe I can do it now yeah 
Oh yeah, that's the other thing that informed my shaving my head was that I had another job that I knew I could do with a wig that was regular enough income that I could take the risk. And if I hadn't had that, I might not have done it. Yeah. Like, a lot of people who model are not very financially secure. Like, a lot of people are drawn to this because uh, it's quite accessible. Like, it can be very flexible if you have health issues, um, physical or mental. Like, but it does mean that you can feel very uh, trapped by having to fulfil the whims of the people that are paying you. Yeah, I think there's that also ties into, like the kind of fantasy of what modelling is and what life is like as a model. <laughs> and that is a lot to do with social media and how everybody, not just models, posts a very curated version of what their life looks like and posts all the best bits and the fun bits and the hot bits. Yeah. And, you know, nobody's posting their average days yeah. where they yeah. look average. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, every time someone posts, like, about their mental health or whatever they're struggling with, like, it's either because they literally need help and can't get it yeah. another way, or it's, like, a thing that sometimes people do when they're, like, very aware that it is good to, to talk about these things. Yeah, when they're trying to yeah. raise awareness but in it's preparation like, for yeah. people having a bad time. But it's, like, a really, like, intentional thing even when it isn't the, yeah. like, sunshine and roses. Yeah, I think it, social media is kind of the extremes of mm. either great things yeah. or quite difficult things, and most things have some kind of filter, whether that is a filter yeah. on how you attach words to an image or mm-hmm. a physical filter across the image itself yeah. or whatever. I think it's very not realistic and mm-hmm. so it's very easy for people to be like oh you're a glamorous model you must be really confident and earn loads of money yeah, yeah. and I wish that was the case <laughs> but in my experience um my actual modeling career has been continuous burnout because I'm traveling non-stop yeah. and working every hour of the day in front of a shoot and then doing admin yeah. and emails like you're your own manager you're your own agent it's yeah a lot. and nobody pays you for in my case probably 80 percent of the work that i have to put in with organizing stuff same yeah <laughs> yeah it's very hard to work out how much you're getting paid in like an hourly sense because people will see that like oh you get paid like 60 pound an hour when you're doing full adult content and it's like yeah but it took me multiple hours to arrange that that I wasn't being paid for and also you can do that for a set amount of hours like I definitely cannot do that every single day of the week yeah it's not (laughs) something that you can do nine to five every day reliably yeah having that much work Mm. coming in for anyone I don't (laughs) expect um and I think there are you know the occasional people that have made it big on OnlyFans or on some other platform and have been able to buy a house but the press and social media they focus only on the really big successes yeah they kind of make it out like everybody is like that yeah yeah and I've been in the top I think at some point I was in the top two percentage on OnlyFans and I definitely can't buy a house. Like, <laughs> my income was not reflected. of people on OnlyFans were not earning as much as you were. Yeah, and I was at that stage earning maximum £1,000 a month, mm-hmm. dollars, then they take their cut. And, you know, yeah. 
So people seem to think that it's like you're earning tens of thousand pounds a month by just sitting there and doing nothing with your clothes off. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think all that's like really to say that's damaging to people's mental health, like the people that are doing this work. Because when you're really struggling and you're trying not to get burnt out and you're trying really hard to pace yourself healthily and then people are like, oh, but you earn so much money, right? And you're like, I'm just about paying my bills. And they're like, oh, modelling looks so easy. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, the bit that you see is probably the easiest part for most of us, because that's the bit that we love the most and the reason we do this job. Yeah, but the it most takes, fun bit. <laughs> it takes a lot to get there. Yeah. Um, and to make it make money afterwards if it's your own content. Like, just because you've got the pictures, you need to process them, you need to present them nicely, you need to put them in the right places for people to be able to buy them. And, you need and to, then you need to promote that. Yeah. Persuade people to give a shit about those Work out how much to charge for it that is enough that you actually do earn something, but not so much that people don't buy it because it's too expensive. Yeah, it's a lot. So I think that kind of leads into something else that I would like to chat about, yeah. which mm-hmm. is body image in relation to all of that mm. kind of stuff. I have gone through many periods of my life where I have had an okay body image and a terrible body image Mm. and generally somewhere in between. Mm. Um, When your body is your brand, that becomes even more difficult to manage. A little bit like the line of when is work time and when is personal time and how Mm -hmm. do you separate between those? I think also body image, people look at models and think, oh, you must be so confident. Yeah. And I don't know whether either of you feel that or have any opinions on that i mean at times i feel confident and at times like creating beautiful images makes me feel amazing about my body yeah but also if i'm like i'm aware that something has changed about my body since the last time this photographer worked with me and maybe he's going to take issue with that then i'm like oh god please don't notice please don't notice please don't say anything yeah um yeah it's definitely a roller coaster for for me yeah i think for me the thing i find hardest like i'm generally pretty okay about my body image Mm. um it's not a thing I've struggled with so much in the last few years like since I began modeling not as a result of just a coincidence of timing uh the thing I struggle most with is when other people compare their body to mine and they're Mm. like oh I wish I looked like and then they like pick a part of me like your thighs or your like anything Mm -hmm. and that makes me feel really really uncomfortable because like I don't want to be in competition with anyone like I'm like I don't actually try all that hard to look like how I look that's just how I am yeah so when people are like what do you eat what do you like how do you exercise like it as if there's like a magic recipe yeah. to look like fairy willow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sorry, but there's not like you just look like how you look to an yeah. extent. Yeah. And also this doesn't apply to you so much because your skin is lovely. Thanks. I have struggled for many years with my hormones and my skin mm. and having spots and imperfections as many people would say. I, mean, I definitely have those too. <laughs> um, but it's you know, a lot of what is then finally presented on the internet might be photoshopped or I'm wearing makeup or things to... Yeah, I definitely have the anxiety that I'll turn up to a shoot and the photographer will be like, oh, you have a spot or two and think that, 
like it was false advertising or something because other photographers have chosen to edit pictures so that you can't see them yeah um and obviously makeup can help but it can't do everything yeah but even just like the lighting of oh yeah photography things like um i don't think it's been posted yet but for lingerie lowdown i did a review of my favorite pair of pants that make me feel great and like i don't have to wear makeup um and during that review to like show the difference i think i turned off all of my recording lights so i was Mm. just in my normal bedroom lights and like i think it completely changes how your skin looks yeah definitely like just having good lighting in good places yeah knowing how to like angle yourself in a flattering way or style your hair to cover that one giant spot you couldn't leave alone (laughs) Um, I think that can also be a huge thing that can make me feel great or awful about myself is when I work with photographers and I have had to learn a lot about lighting Mm -hmm. to become a good model because I work with photographers of varying levels of experience who have done anything from just first stepping foot in a studio to Mm -hmm. being a professional and I have to know what kind of lighting is flattering for my body and try and communicate that to the photographer without taking over the shoot and without telling them what to do because for me some kind of slightly angled 45 degree to side lighting is quite flattering but if I have lights that are just face on and so much light yeah it can really take away shape from my chest and Mm -hmm. um, I think personally it can make me look much less attractive yeah but I don't always have control over that because it's the photographer's creativity and what they want to shoot so knowing different light setups and how best to work my body within that yeah is a huge part of the job Mm. and I think something that's not often considered a model's role yeah, I think quite often we get complimented as models on things that are completely outside of our control. Yeah. Like, people will be like, oh, your skin is so lovely and smooth. And I'm like, we're just lucky that today it's not flaring up. Yeah. Or like, you know, co- like commenting on your proportions and being like, oh, I wish that... Sorry, I'm pointing to Willow. <laughs> um, co- co- like, commenting on your proportions when, like, I don't not, I don't think any of us have a particularly strict, like, exercise regime or diet or anything like that. Like, we don't at least not for our appearance (laughs) like it's not we're not doing anything special we just got lucky with genetics yeah and also I think people used to ask me like what is your workout routine and I would be like working (laughs) (laughs) doing a full day of modeling it can be equivalent to a full day of yoga or acrobatics in terms of physical physical. especially with the like dance type content yeah sometimes yeah I also think it's really interesting that I mean it's not a surprise that within the modeling industry some models and some photographers like to be gossipy Mm. and dramatic (laughs) Uh, that is not a shock to anyone I think it's human nature though as well it is it's not just this industry any industry all of the industries (laughs) but something that I find quite interesting and can be quite juxtaposing is how photographers have many times talked to me about how they're so glad that I don't have lip fillers or I haven't had breast enhancements or that I am quote unquote natural looking. Mm -hmm. 
And then they will edit photos where they then make my lips look bigger <laughs> or my waist smaller or my chest bigger in Photoshop mm-hmm. whilst yeah. telling me that they love my natural look. Mm. And then we'll also comment about how they hate people that have had these enhancements and yet they are suggesting that that is a more ideal version of what yeah. I yeah. should look like. There's definitely judginess about what you do to maintain your body and your face and stuff and the assumption that you're doing it for the job not because you feel more comfortable like that yeah yeah like going back to me having pierced nipples that is nothing to do with the job it is to do with working through past trauma (laughs) and regaining control of my body in a way that feels healthy for me yeah and yet the amount of people within the photography industry that Talk about it, point it out, highlight it. The like, same I with know, pubic hair. <laughs> I felt it happen. <laughs> and also, if you don't want that, then you can book someone that doesn't have that or yeah. ask me to wear a bra yeah. or not show my nipples. Like, yeah. you know, it's... It can't offend you that much that you actually have to point it out to someone. Yeah, I think it can be really difficult. Um... It always surprises me how many grown adults forget that if you don't have anything nice to say, you can simply choose to say nothing. (laughs) Especially to people on the internet. I think sometimes they think they're being helpful because they haven't realised that their opinion is not the opinion of everyone. Yeah. And so they're like, oh no, that model changed something and I think it makes them less attractive so I must tell them so that they don't lose work. They will figure it out. Like, (laughs) if it were truly that bad. Mm. And even if it is that bad, if they feel more comfortable in their body, then yeah. it might be worth it. Yeah. Enjoying the conversations today? Well, we wanted to take a short break to tell you more about our website. Are you looking to treat a loved one or yourself to some new lingerie or hosiery and don't know where to start? Let the most diverse team of presenters from across the globe introduce you to more than 500 brands as we publish new and exclusive reviews every day. In fact, we have over 6,000 reviews available online right now, and you can join us from only $9.99 a month. However, we want to treat you to something a little special for listening to our podcast today. Use the promo code PODCAST to get 10% off the purchase price. Best of all, there's no time limit with this code, so you can keep using it when you renew your membership. So after listening to the rest of the podcast, head on over to lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use the promo code podcast today. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. I also um, have experienced that it can be really difficult for me to maintain a healthy weight like I am quite a small person um, I have quite an active lifestyle and I guess a fast metabolism which many people would say is a lucky thing to have I'm not complaining about it too much however you're allowed to complain about it I have also I remember when I had surgery for endometriosis um, a couple of years ago and because I couldn't afford not to I worked sooner than I should have done after surgery Mm -hmm. And even now I see people commenting on those images, particularly like glamour, like, I guess, glamorizing things that are very unhealthy, such Mm -hmm. as uh, many photographers refer to it as rib porn. 
which is like when your ribs stand out in a photograph and how that supposedly looks great for photographs and for me that is like but actually I was really unhealthy there and I have previously had eating disorders when I was a teenager and throughout my life and that is quite triggering that I'm trying to get over that and it's not my fault that I had had surgery and was quite ill yeah Mm. actually now I have put weight on which I know is really healthy for me and I physically feel better but I really worry about doing photo shoots with people and we're talking like a few kilograms here I'm not Mm. talking much but I am so paranoid that people will comment on my weight and make me feel bad about it because you can't see my ribs anymore and things that and like my hip bones as much, yeah. which people on the internet have led me to believe is <laughs> hot and yeah. desirable. Yeah. And it can be really difficult to hear that all the time and walk away and have to remind yourself that actually, no, eating in a way that is healthy and yeah. means you can work for a full day is the way to go, regardless <laughs> of what that makes you look like. Yeah. yeah. And my ability as a model has not changed because i'm slightly heavier or slightly lighter and And like modeling is a skill it's not just what your body is it's like you're very good at posing that body using the lights etc styling yourself like they aren't only paying for the body yeah Uh, yeah you're not just a lifeless (laughs) human shape (laughs) i think i had a kind of similar thing in the other direction in that a couple of years ago i was on a antidepressant medication that made me gain weight quite quickly and i gained over a stone quite fast which was difficult for me in like a personal way just because my body felt different to what i expected it to be but that was compounded by photographers commenting oh you gained weight and i'm like yes like, what, what am I meant to say to that? And it kind of bothers me that I even considered stopping the medication to help my work when this was, like, medication I need to be healthy. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I should stop taking it so that I don't keep gaining weight. And I think there's there's a fine line between my body has changed considerably and therefore I need to update my profile mm. to reflect that. But I think that can be as simple as just updating my stats numbers you know my changing my waist measurement from what it was to what it is now Mm -hmm. you know and so the information is there for people to read and they're not booking me under false pretenses but also yeah if they've still consented and decided to book me based on the information that is there which is accurate then it it's Mm. can be quite upsetting for people to comment yeah on it um and I, and this is coming from three like very skinny people. Yeah, like, this is not like, even touching we are definitely on not getting the worst of it. And, yeah, this is not even touching or scraping the surface on fat phobia, which mm. is like related but also yeah kind of completely different. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like I should mention, although this is you know coming from someone who's quite skinny, but that there are definitely photographers who seem to work exclusively with people who are very skinny. And for models who feel like they are bigger or just, you know, statistically can see that they are bigger, they feel like they don't have a chance in the industry, at least with those photographers, because they're like, well, they've never shot anyone like me, so they're probably not going to shoot anyone like me. Yeah, and they wouldn't... That would prevent them from even applying to a casting call or anything. For a lot of us, um, like, a lot of models have had experience at some point in their lives of disordered eating, and it 
could be that one bad experience is enough to trigger some kind of relapse. So you don't want to take the risk of putting yourself out there for that to potentially get like something that's very damaging to you in your real personal health and life. Mm. Just because, you know, there will be other photographers who it won't be an issue for. But are you prepared to take the chance that you'll get the one that's horrible and is like, no, (laughs) sorry, I don't shoot people as big as you. So this is a slightly different question, but all related. Does the work that you do as a model slash performer slash sex worker impact your personal sex life? Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Absolutely for me too. Willow? I'm not sure, actually. Interesting. I think it's difficult for me because almost the whole time I've been doing modelling, I have also been single. Mm. Um, So that means that most of the kink and that kind of thing that I've been doing with people has been like in front of a camera yeah. and like sometimes that's really lovely and sometimes it means that you're doing stuff that you would only do because it will make money yeah. and you're making decisions about your personal play based on your perception of what random people on the internet will think about it. <laughs> And, like, I want to do it this way, but we can't because of these site restrictions mm. or, um, like, planning some yeah. of the shoots we've done this week. We had great ideas, but because of the opinions of credit card companies, we had to <laughs> do our own scenes differently yeah. to be able to also make money from them. Yeah, And considering things like time and do mm-hmm. you need to get certain things in the shop to make it saleable yeah and that kind of thing i mean like for me um my brand is quite like uh bdsm and power exchange based and i have been in a relationship with my primary partner for four and a half years and that has gradually featured more and more heavily in my content i think people like especially from like the only fans perspective they specifically come to me because they like the idea that it's like real lifestyle BDSM and it is real but it's also a very curated version and I do feel like I have to play up those aspects sometimes uh, to like fulfill the fantasy that they're subscribing to me for but I also want to be realistic about it and it means my partner has been kind of bullied into learning how to do camera and also like getting more comfortable with appearing on camera himself um he still appears anonymously but he now his body is in some of my content whereas a few years ago he didn't do that either has anybody that has subscribed to you um so from my perspective of seeing your content it's very wholesome (laughs) lifestyle submission does anybody kind of come to you with the opinion and kind of think that you live 24-7 as a slave. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a lot of people will project what their idea of the fantasy is onto that. So they'll be like, oh, like, I hope your owner's going to punish you for 
whatever imagined thing they think I've done. And I'm like, well, actually, my owner doesn't care about that thing. And so is not going to punish me for it because he doesn't consider it a bad thing. And also rarely, if ever, punishes you because it doesn't work for your brain. (laughs) Yeah, like our dynamic specifically has that, like, we don't do much in the way of punishment because that's not actually a thing we enjoy. I enjoy like doing the sadistic things because it's fun for us and I don't like needing an excuse yeah um and for me if it's not a punishment then I'm allowed to enjoy it too as a masochist whereas if I was being punished I feel like I'm not meant to enjoy it um and like even just in the head shave scene that we did this week we did a live stream and during the live stream people were saying stuff like your owner should shave his head and it's like he you know, didn't choose to be doing this the way that I am. Like, he knew that I was a sex worker at the point that we got into the relationship. He wasn't, like, completely blindsided by it. But it's still not his choice for his relationship to be put out on the internet like that and for other people to have opinions about it. Yeah, I'm very careful at my girlfriend is in some of my content, Mm -hmm. but anonymously and trying to... I guess protect her from the stuff that I have learnt to deal with over the years um, and try and be honest about my relationships and use some fun parts of that online but not not overshare or not share anything that people could comment on and upset either of us. I think it can be quite hard for our partners seeing the way people talk to us and then seeing us just brush it off because we kind of got used to it. Like, there's definitely been comments recently that my partner's been really like I don't like that anyone's talking to you like that like it's not appropriate and I'm like I agree I don't think they should talk to me like that but I've just learned to ignore it because I don't have the time to correct every single person who says something inappropriate to me on Twitter yeah and especially when it's on your OnlyFans because mm. I've seen some of that as well yeah and, I, and it's made me quite uncomfortable and I'm like you you can't talk to anyone like yeah. that only fans like, really blurs the line because I think a lot of people feel like they have paid for the privilege to say those inappropriate things that they couldn't say on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, doubly so when my brand is like, I'm submissive mm. because they want me to be submissive to them, even if they know full well that what they want is completely different from what my actual partners that have actual power over me would want. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think they feel like they have a sense of ownership mm. over you in particular Definitely. but also people who are not in yeah that aren't slave creating style that relationships brand. yeah um and i i think it's really uh it's a really weird line because like they are paying to yeah. talk to you and like you don't want to put people off mm. of continuing to subscribe to you but also like have some fucking decency (laughs) and like sometimes it can be really nuanced like you can sex with me if we have negotiated that that's what we're going to do and you're paying for my time to do that but you can't just randomly send me a really lewd message that might be almost identical to what someone would say in a sexting session but because it's been negotiated first that's okay. Yeah. Because you consented exactly. to it. Consent still applies on the internet. Yeah, and it does feel like there's a lot of people that have yet to learn that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that as... Um, I use the term sex worker for myself, mm-hmm. even though I don't do full service sex yeah. work, I believe that a lot of the stuff that I do still classes as sex work. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and within that, I feel like a sex educator. Yes. Um, and I guess I'm at the kind of the lower end of that in that I do things that I consider to be sex work mm-hmm. and I write about that and I try to inform people as much yeah. as I possibly can. And I don't even actually do the sex that I'm trying to inform people about so as somebody who does that do you feel even more pressure to be an educator as well like it's funny I was about to carry on from the the messages thing that sometimes I feel like if I let something go and I let someone think that something was fine that they're going to see that as I wasn't a good dominant and I dommed Erin so well and they're gonna then take that and try to top somebody who they've met in like a social setting who is not a sex worker who is not used to having to establish their boundaries really firmly over and over again Mm -hmm. um and could potentially really hurt someone because Mm -hmm. i do very hardcore play and i want to make sure that if people try to emulate that they at least not like i don't think i can fully teach them to do it safely on my own i hope that i teach them enough that it is hard and risky and there's stuff to consider that they go and research that's what i'm hoping it's like yeah i get them to think about it there's definitely been times on in my content before where i've been like this is a thing i am doing because i understand the risks if Mm. you do not understand the risks you need to find out about those this is not a (laughs) tutorial yes (laughs) yeah yeah and some of the work that i now do is for house of denial which is a chastity based um website and I've really enjoyed having the freedom there to talk about uh, health and safety mm-hmm. and even, like, include it in erotica and things yeah. of, like, making sure that people know that even if you're going to wear a chastity device and the fantasy is yeah. to wear it 24-7 forever, yeah. yeah, you have to take this off to be able to clean your body and yeah. inspect and make sure that you haven't injured yourself in any way. And that is... Yeah. The reality and it doesn't make yeah. you lesser of a sub if you're taking care of yourself yeah that actually makes you more better of a good sub. yeah, yeah. Like, and but things just... like that are so easily like swept over mm. because yeah. it isn't as sexy for yeah. most people yeah. like chastity is definitely one of the things where i think the stuff that's on the internet gives people a really unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. like i have actually played a lot with chastity and have really struggled to find things that fit either myself or one of my partners comfortably enough to wear even for like 24 hours straight, let alone forever. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's not, like you do need to take it off for cleaning and stuff and that's not your fault. And like everybody is differently shaped. So your genitals might not fit the like first thing you buy Yeah. and trying to like realize that that's not your fault. You haven't like messed up. That's an, expected part of the process yeah that it's trial and error and you have to like willow said be (laughs) risk aware of the things that you're doing and yeah i i guess thankfully i'm quite passionate about like educating people on kink and sex and that kind of thing and i've done a lot of my own research but i'm not an expert yeah but I do feel that it's become a big part of my job to pass that on to other people and i never thought that would be part of (laughs) making my own porn would also be to educate people i was saying the other day like when i used to watch porn like growing up in the uk we do have sex education and it was fairly good for me 
like it was very poor for me i wouldn't like i wouldn't say it was like amazing or anything (laughs) by any stretch but like i had a sex education and we talked about like some good things about sex like it wasn't all demonizing like i hear about in some other places um but it definitely wasn't comprehensive so like even with a reasonable sex education i still feel like i learned a lot from watching porn yeah so like whether or not the porn in question is educational overtly if you are making porn you are making sex educational content yeah Yeah, i guess you kind of have a responsibility so you to acknowledge whether it's in the text yeah. that goes alongside the porn or actually within the video yeah. somewhere that somebody yeah. might try what you're doing or yeah. expect. <laughs> I think it's like people say that, you know, there's a lot of kind of violent porn mm-hmm. and that people now expect, especially younger yeah. generations expect that porn, ha- that sex has to be violent. Yeah. And it's that kind of like no, it can be if that's yeah. what you're into and consent to and are safely trying this risk aware. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's but it's also like... fantasy, and we're playing out fantasies yeah. as performers. Like, I make some of that very violent porn, but in that very violent porn, there's also clear consent negotiation. I always try to make sure, like, lube is obvious, condoms are obvious if we're using them, that kind of thing. Like, check-ins, use of safe words. Laughter. Laughter, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something that I've really enjoyed about filming with both of you is that we've done a lot of the negotiating a scene on camera to include in the film Mm -hmm. so even if people don't want to watch that bit they don't have to but actually it's nice to have all the performers saying like even though i'm the slave in this i would love it if you would do this to me and i yeah like wholeheartedly consent to you shaving my head for example (laughs) you know yeah and i think that oh yeah you can do that but be careful of this yeah only in this case or yeah please don't do x y and z to me that's a hard limit or a soft limit and i think for me that's been fun to include because i know that that happens i'm a performer and i've been in the kink scene for 10 years i always negotiate but in porn you rarely see it and it feels quite wholesome to be including that in my own content yeah to show a more realistic yes we're doing quite brutal or extreme things but everybody involved is on board with it consenting making a choice to be there yeah yeah. I love that one of the negotiations that we did was literally just a standalone negotiation, but it's really sexy, the one between you and me, Scarlett. Yeah. Um, that we actually made a film that I think in itself is a, like a film I would enjoy watching. And it is just our negotiation and our discussion about what we wanted for the head shave scene. Yeah. And it's basically me asking Erin, what would you like yeah. during the scene? I'm not going to promise that it's all going to happen, but I want to hear your fantasies yeah. and I want to hear what you actually think would be fun to do yeah and that kind of like really explicit consent is really sexy to me i think it's hot yeah definitely so Um, i'm glad to include it i want to watch that from a a submissive perspective it's hot telling someone all the hot things you want to happen to you like it's both devastating yeah (laughs) devastatingly embarrassing yeah like it feels very vulnerable yeah but that's the thing that i find exciting yeah well i think (laughs) <laughs> we could chat about this kind of stuff forever and ever we because could. it's fascinating to me. Um, but thank you both for joining me for another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Could you please let people know where they could find you, contact you, buy your stuff, etc.? I am Erin Rose Model on most of the internet. You can visit my website, which is erinrose.co.uk. My OnlyFans is just slash Erin Rose, us is my many vids. Uh, And I am Fairy Willow. I have my own website, fairywillow.com. And uh, you spell that (laughs) F-A-E-R-I-E. And then Willow, like the tree. (laughs) Hey, that rhymed. (laughs) <laughs> and Scarlett um, yeah so you can find me on laundrylowdown.com of course oh, as yeah, you can too. <laughs> find Fairy Willow um, you can also find me on onlyfans.com forward slash Scarlet Rose S-C-A-R-L-O-T and the same on many vids uh, and generally by searching my name I will appear on the internet I should have said <laughs> I spell Erin weird it's with a Y not an I <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll include all of the spellings for you in the description uh, thank you for joining us for another episode it has been great to have you here and I hope you have learnt some things and perhaps have your own opinions to share with us thanks Scarlett for having yeah, us thank you for having us and I'll see you next time Thanks for listening to us on Lingerie Lowdown, the podcast. Don't forget that we release a brand new episode every Wednesday for you all to enjoy. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. Don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today. So if you love lingerie as much as we do, Make sure to catch us same time, same place next week. In fact, it's not just lingerie we love to talk about and review. We cover it all from the world of intimates. From lingerie to hosiery, swimwear to sleepwear, kink and bondage, and we even review sex toys. All in the best possible taste, of course. With over 6,000 published reviews online, we are the number one review site and we're publishing more every day. And don't forget to visit the website lingerielowdown.com forward slash join and use our promo code podcast to get a 10% discount off your membership today.